This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. In the last few weeks, there has been a lot of talk about abortion in the news, and that's because of the United States. There have been several states like Alabama and Georgia that have signed into law some pretty tough restrictions on abortion, in effect of kind of banning it. They're setting up challenges to go to the United States Supreme Court to once again kind of relitigate Roe versus Wade from 1973. So much of that was in the news, though, kind of got us wondering about here in Canada. Like, sure, here we are reading the headlines out of the United States. But have we ever stopped to think about what access to abortion is like in this country? Now, abortions were decriminalized and allowed since 1988. So it's been more than 30 years. But despite that, in many parts of the country access to abortion services still remains difficult. So we wanted to find out more about this. So I had a chance to speak with Frederique Chabot. She's the Director of Health Promotion at Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights. And here's what she told us. Now, Frederique, if if a woman goes to a doctor in Canada needing an abortion, does she face obstacles? Absolutely. I think people in Canada are still fooled by the fact that abortion was decriminalized almost 30 years ago at this point, thinking that it's easily accessible everywhere, but that's definitely not the case. So someone who needs an abortion at this point might have easier access if they're in an urban center like Toronto, Vancouver, or Montreal. But if we go outside of these centers, if we go in certain regions in the country, abortion care is not that easily accessible. And does it vary, I guess, also province by province? It absolutely does, yes. Although there's been the promise of medical abortion in terms of how we can address historical gaps in access, it's still very true that depending on which province you're in, access is different. So do women have to go to clinics or do they go to the hospital? Like, what do they do if they need help? It depends. Uh, We have found in a study in 2006, and it's still true today because we're still monitoring, that only one in six hospital in Canada offers abortion care. Uh, In certain regions, it's it's relegated to private clinics that specialize in in abortion care uh, only or women's clinic, uh, and in some areas, it's hospitals only. Now, is that, is that the way it is set out by the government? Like, are these publicly funded? Yes, it's publicly funded. So, so in Canada, to access an abortion, if you have a Medicare card, so health insurance from your province, a surgical abortion is covered. In terms of medical abortion, it's still uh, in the works. So almost all province at this point have insured universal cost coverage for the medical abortion pill, but there's still some holdout provinces where people have to pay out of pocket almost $400 for the medication. So places like Manitoba or Saskatchewan or in the territories, uh, Yukon, Nunavut, people have to pay out of pocket, and which is not accessible for all. So again, it really depends what you have in your bank account will dictate if you have access to this medical procedure. I understand. Is there also a waiting list in many areas? Uh, Yes. So uh, depending on what uh, services are available in different regions, if if there is a wait list for ultrasounds, if if some professionals require an ultrasound for the abortion procedure, it can create some wait lists that are concerning considering how timely this procedure is. So which is 
which is an issue for for many people in many in many cities. Yes. So, Frederick, it must be very interesting for you then to see and hear all this discussion about the debate going on in the United States. But do we talk enough about this here in Canada? Well, it feels close to home because although we're not in the same situations where uh, the of two access is at risk, there's been still very inequitable access to the medical procedure, which means um, that we still have a lot of work to do. And this is something that there's been very little political will to address. So, for example, in, in provinces like Quebec, abortion was included in primary care, which means that there was a deliberate decision that was made to ensure timely and easy access to the population compared with other regions where there's been barriers after barriers, wait lists, uh, policies and rules that have stood in the way of people accessing abortion when they need it, despite the fact that this is a very common procedure. So of everyone who can get pregnant, one in three will get an abortion in their lifetime. And this is certainly not the way we treat it in the country. Do you think it's also because like we're just uh, perhaps uncomfortable talking about it publicly? Absolutely. Abortion stigma is a huge piece of it. It's sometimes hard to pin when we're looking at the reasons why it's difficult to access in certain places, but it's basically a death by a thousand cuts in terms of not addressing really huge gaps. And the people who suffer the most are people who don't have a lot of money. So if you can't pay for travel, if, if you don't have abortion care available in your community, if you can't take time off work if you can't leave your children for a whole week to go to another city, if you can't pay for a hotel, if you can't pay for the medical abortion pill, you know, those are the people who are seeing the biggest barriers to their access. So this is certainly an issue and it's been complicated with, you know, the election of many conservative governments who then attack sex ed, who look at the many rules and regulations that they could address, but they don't, you know, there's definitely, definitely abortion stigma at play in how this has played out in our country. Right. So political parties vow that they're not going to touch this issue as in they're not going to, you know, infringe upon the rights of it, but yet they're also not going to do more to make sure everybody has equal access. Yes. And that's absolutely correct. And that's one way that it can play out. And while there is no, necessarily plan at this point to touch or to create a law that would restrict access in Canada, because right now abortion is regulated by professional bodies. It's not regulated by a a law. Um, We still see, you know, events like the Saskatchewan health minister showing up at anti-choice rallies, promising that he will continue to fight from his standpoint to ensure, you know, that his views are realized, that his anti-choice agenda is realized. And Saskatchewan is one of the provinces that refuses to pay for medical abortion, regardless of the fact that there's only two points of access in the province and people who are outside of the major urban centers have to travel hundreds of kilometers to access care because of this decision. And yet, if they're refusing to pay for the procedure, are they allowed to do that? Um, What is happening in Saskatchewan is that Surgical abortion care is covered by the provincial insurance, but they, uh, there's only two points of access in, in big cities. Everyone else who is not in those cities has to travel. And that would be, you know, we could remedy that if people could access the abortion pill, which can be prescribed by nurse practitioners, family doctors, in communities everywhere. So it's definitely a way to address that issue. 
but they are refusing to, to cover the cost. So it's a decision that has severe impacts on access, even though we don't have a law that restricts abortion access in Canada. So, Frederic, that when you see everybody kind of, you see all these stories in the news about what's happening down in the United States, what would you say to them about here in Canada? I would say that this is the time to stand firm. This is a time to take a stance and, and really address access issue in our country. We're seeing the impact of an anti-choice agenda rising in the United States. It could happen here. This is the time to rally together and really pledge that we will ensure that we have an equitable access to this important piece of the reproductive health package. Frederic, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's Frederic Chabot, the Director of Health Promotion at Action Canada for Sexual Health and Rights.